when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. This episode, along with every episode this season, is brought to you by our sponsor, KFC. So I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors' 133-113 to win over the Cleveland Cavaliers on Monday night at Scotiabank Arena. And I got to say, you know, there's been a couple bad teams that have come through Scotiabank this year. You know, uh, the Knicks definitely come to mind when the Raptors won that game by like 30. But man, this Cavaliers team, like they're just, just kind of like a waste of time, really. I, I don't really know what this team is about, what they're doing. Like, coming into this game, an incredible stat. So I was, I was looking up some numbers. Coming into this game, Darius Garland uh, led this team in assists with 2.9 per game. Their leading assist guy averaged 2.9 per game. Now, today, they actually had a lot of assists. They moved the ball pretty well. This is a pretty good offensive game for the Cavaliers. But still, I mean, when you watch them play, there was one stretch. And I'll get to the Raptors in a second, but... It just amazes me. There was one stretch where they ran a play with their second unit where John Henson posting up was a number one option. And when the Raptors took that away, coming out of the timeout and everything like that, they fl- they, the offense for the Cavaliers flowed into Larry Nance pulling up for three. And later on, John Henson pulled up for three. And I'm just thinking, like, what is going on with this team? Like, this cannot be professional basketball. Like, And it, it's just, okay, it's one thing to not have talent, but, like, for the players to completely check out. Like, I thought there was maybe two or three players that played hard tonight. Tristan Thompson played hard, and, you know, I actually do respect him for playing hard for this team because it's hard to be professional. Um, You know, I thought the rookies, in terms of Garland and Kevin Porter, played okay, and Sexton, you know, was aggressive. Didn't really create too much for everyone else, but I don't really feel like he's a point guard. But at least he played hard on offense. I mean, like, the, I mean, but you look at the rest of the guys, like, Jetty Osmond, what is, what's he really about? Not really. I mean, he's supposed to be a defensive guy. Like, the, the number of times Norm or OG or Pascal just throw right through him so easily. And, you know, and the guy really, honestly, that was most egregious was Kevin Love, who, like, man, holy, is that guy miserable in Cleveland, man. He's just, like, like he's just not—he's he, not giving any effort. He doesn't try. He, do, he doesn't care. He's so frustrated. There was a breakdown uh, to start the third quarter on defense for the Cavaliers, which obviously there's a lot of breakdowns. The Raptors scored 133 points, but there was a breakdown, and Kevin Love balled his fist and like walked slowly from one end of the floor to the other. You know, he's just—he's just miserable, and he's not playing any defense either. Like you know, one possession, OG and Obi. Uh, I think there's either a loose ball or an offensive rebound, something like that. But the ball ended up on OG's hands with eight seconds left in the shot clock. OG had his back to the basket at the time in the mid-range area. Saw that he had love on him, backed it out to the three-point line, and then just took him off the dribble. And I swear to God, he looked like Allen Iverson blowing by him. Like, that's how little effort love was giving. Like, OG, you know, he has, a, a, I would say, a slightly intriguing off-the-dribble game, but... 
I have not have never seen him blow by a guy like that. And he just easily got inside for the reverse layup. And this is how bad it was. Marcus All, who has basically not scored in the post all year, sort of been a missing attribute to his game. My man Marcus All scored three post ups on Kevin Love. Like it's it's really bad. You know, he hit the little turnaround uh jumper in the post on the on the on the baseline, which I just don't like that shot. Don't feel like it goes in a lot for him. He hit that. He hit that shot. He had a hook shot over Love, and then he also had an up and under fake uh, where he got by his defender and got to the rim for a layup. Like you know, the Cavs are just—they're just a waste of time, really. Like the Raptors were up thirty-seven to eighteen or thirty-seven to nineteen, like seven minutes into the game. It, it just—I don't know, man. The Cavs are just—they're just bad. They're just bad, and the Raptors kind of just put it on cruise control from. From basically the first quarter onward, and the Raptors won every quarter as well. Although the fourth quarter they tied, but you know they won the first three quarters pretty easily. And uh, you know the Cavaliers, you know they stayed close-ish, like they were within ten or within twelve at some points. So I was like, eh, maybe they'll do something here, and like, no, they never did anything, like never. Um, you know the Raptors, as soon as they put in a few of their starters back to the game, it was it was a wrap for them. So. Um, in terms of the positives for the Raptors, obviously there's a lot of positives you can take out of this game. It's hard to sort of, honestly, with a game that's like this, not competitive, and the opponent's not playing defense, I don't even know how much you can conclude from a game like that, just because, you know, what's the point? But, uh, you know, there were definitely some good things that happened in this game. Uh, started with Norman Powell, who I thought was phenomenal, and he has been phenomenal with the starting lineup coming into this game. He was averaging 17 points per game across 14 starts with the Raptors this season. Now he's up to 15. Um, but he was shooting 52% from the field, and he was shooting above 40% from three as well with the starters. And and tonight it was no different, man. 26 points for Norm, six rebounds, five assists, four steals, a block, 14 of 15 from the field, four of six from three, 36 minutes. I mean, this is basically a carbon copy of the Nets game. Except he actually, you know, did a little playmaking and, and you know, rebounded a little bit, which is nice. Because Norman Powell is also kind of famous for those, like, single-double performances of, like, 24 points, one rebound, two assists, that kind of stuff. So it's nice to see him fill in other categories, especially the steals. The four steals is nice. Uh, again, the Cavaliers not very not very functional, so uh, there are steals to be had against a team like that. But at the same time, you know, it's nice to see that number. And for Norman Powell, I just think that, He's just in a great rhythm right now. Like, this is the best stretch of his career, uh, putting aside, you know, those big playoff moments that he's had. And honestly, he's had a lot of big playoff moments. But regular season, that consistency has not been there. Nick Nurse has been hard on him this year. You know, two things Nurse has said about Norm um, that really stand out to me. One, you know, he said one of the issues with Norm is that he doesn't give you that consistency. Uh, it could be like 26 points one night and then zero the next. And it was true of Norm when, when, when Nurse said that. This was back in like early November. But since then, Norm has really taken that to heart. And just every single game, it's consistently like he's delivering bangers. Like he's just hitting threes, um, being opportunistic with his drives, being so strong and powerful with his drives. There's nothing like... Every time Norm starts to dribble the ball and like rock it back and forth, you're like, oh, okay, this ball, this possession is not going to be as effective as compared to when Norm is just giving the ball on the catch and he just boom instantly goes into his move, attacks. Um, he's so powerful on his drives. The amount of times he overwhelmed the Cavaliers' interior defense, which again was not really there, but still took it inside with ease. Um, and the three point shot is he's just on a, in a great rhythm. 
Like, if you look at it, Norman Powell this year is close to shooting 40% again. He's probably up to, like, 38% after tonight. Um, But last year he was above 40, and this year is, you know, above league average. And it's like, all right, so Norm gives you the shooting. He gives you the finishing. Um, and especially with the starters, which I've said many times in the pod, but he's just, when he has um, good decision makers around him to sort of make life easy for him, when he has a guy like Mark Gasol to pull the opposing center out of the paint, and so Norm can attack the paint without much defense there, uh, when he can, you know, uh, feed off of playmakers like Pascal, like Kyle, like Norm, or sorry, like, uh, like Gasol, like, you know, Norm's just going to be able to capitalize, and... You know, Nurse even said after the game that, um, yeah, he, you know, he he will reconsider, uh, you know, potentially keeping Norm as a starter when everyone's healthy again, uh, which I thought was actually surprising um, because, you know, two weeks back when Kyle first came back, you know, it was announced that, yeah, Norm was going back to the bench. And at the time, Norm was playing well, too. Don't forget, when, when Kyle was out, Norm also stepped up and played well. But, you know, Nurse said at practice that day, it was like pretty matter of fact, like, yeah. Sorry, Norm, you got to go to the bench. And your role on this team, and I spoke to him about it, is to provide off the bench. And you got to be happy in that role, and you got to be productive in that role. Um, and I don't think he was saying that you know, in response to Norm not being happy in that role. Norm has been a pretty unselfish guy. Uh, he's never really complained about his role. He's always uh, embraced the opportunities that have come to him, and he's tried to make the most of them. Has he been successful in the past? The, I guess, you know, success was sort of... Uh, came in moments, but not in, in sort of consistent uh, moments. But, yeah, you know, that, that's that's what Nurse said about him. And it seemed pretty clear. I mean, Nurse said at the start of the year in training camp, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Norm. Or sorry, I'm going to go with Norm off the bench and Fred and Kyle as my starting uh, backcourt. And it's it's maybe unconventional because it's two point guards, but if you look at the production that Kyle's given them and the production that uh, Fred has given them, you could also couldn't argue it. Those guys were really productive in their roles. Um but, yeah, I mean, of late, it seems like, you know, Norm A, he's just, he's played so well that it, it's forced everyone to sort of reconsider the notions, right? Like, um, you know, there are legitimate things that Norm brings to the table that a guy like Kyle and a guy like Fred doesn't. You know, I think Norm's finishing at the basket is a lot better than Kyle or Fred, uh, even just based on the simple fact that Norm can actually dunk on somebody and he can actually rise up and he's got a way bigger wingspan than either one of Lowry or Fred, uh, and he's a little taller as well, definitely more athletic. Um, so the finishing is there. I think the three-point shooting, I'd say it's a toss-up between the three of them, to be honest. I think Fred's the best shooter, most consistent. If you gave me wide-open shots, I think I'd take Fred over Kyle or Norm, but you know, uh, Kyle and Fred can both hit sort of pull-up jumpers off a of pick-and-roll, whereas Norm can't really give you that. Um, but you know, Norm is also bigger defensively, uh, is the judgment necessarily there to uh, make him an overall better defender than a guy like uh, Fred or Kyle? Not necessarily. I don't think so. Maybe in certain matchups he's a little bit better, but in other matchups when you got to guard off the ball stuff like that, Norm is not as effective. But nevertheless, like Norm is bringing legitimate things to the table. Like I think as a pure scorer, Norm, you know, has these moments to be consistent. Like it's not really like he's doing anything outside of his capabilities. He's just always been doing this. Um, but, you know, I, I guess it's a real question. To me, I still don't really think – I was really surprised, actually, the Nurse even said that he'd reconsider, considering he's been pretty firm on this uh, this season or even as recently as two weeks ago. Um, but, you know, I, I still find it hard to believe that Norm 
will end up staying in the starting lineup just because I think if you just look at the contractual situations, Norm is un, like under a long-term deal that extends to 2022. And, you know, the Raptors don't have to think about that question as much. Whereas Fred is an impending free agent and Kyle, I mean, he's Kyle Lowry. Uh, he, he, not only does he make 30 million this year and next year, but he's Kyle Lowry. Um, so it's a little tough. It's a little tough. I would say, uh, to me, it, it feels like honestly, Norm is going to be the odd man out. Um, if it were up to me, actually, I would also stick with what Nurse has been doing and start Fred and Kyle because I think those two are better players, more well-rounded players than Norm. Um, you know, they contribute more things. They can run more things offensively through those guys. Um, but you know, it, it is kind of a situation where it is a little. I do feel a little bit bad for Norm because in a normal, in another situation, like he would just be able to ride this hot stretch and deserve a chance to start and we'll see if nurse falls through with that or not but um regardless so i think it's a good problem to have like now you have three guards that are apparently all gonna be able to give you 20 points on any given night which is great and so the the key now is to sort of if you're not gonna start norm which i still find unlikely but if you're not gonna start norm um you probably need to figure out a way to get this kind of production from norm off the bench with some kind of consistency and um i think what we've seen out of the stretch is that norm is capable willing to take his shots but i think he plays really well with marcus all as compared to someone like Serge, because Serge comes off the bench and he looks for a shot and all of a sudden you know norm's aggressiveness is not as rewarded uh Serge also spends more time around the rim so uh as compared to someone like mark who's almost always out of the perimeter um so I, I think the spacing is not nearly the same. And also the ball movement is just the playmaking off the bench with Terrence Davis or McCaw or whoever it is, it's not as good as playing with Kyle and Pascal. So I, I think there's certain combinations that you could finesse if you're nurse to try to keep this hot streak going with Norm. But, you know, ultimately it's, it's great. Like Norm today was fantastic, man. He hit a bunch of threes, uh, was aggressive going to the rim. Uh, he had an incredible, incredible alley pass from uh, Pascal Siakam, which has to be the KFC buck of the game. It's like nothing else is even in contention, really. Um, where Pascal threw the alley-oop, and the lob was a little short, and it was a little early. So Norm had to, like, hang in the air, wait for the ball to, like, come back down, and catch it midair. And he literally had to, like, suspend himself midair. And the ball wasn't really at the rim, and then Norm finished it. It was an incredible moment. The arena was buzzing, was just completely buzzing. It was in the third quarter, and it kind of just like, not that like the Raptors needed to send a statement to Cleveland and say, hey, man, you guys are going to lose tonight, but like after that, it was very clear that Cleveland was going to lose uh, and that the Raptors had uh, established dominance. So I loved what I, what I saw from Norman Powell. Um, I also liked what I saw from Pascal Siakam, who um, – you know, very similar to the next game again, where the two of them combined for, I think, 55 that night. Tonight, they have uh, 59 points. Pascal tonight, 33 points, four rebounds, four assists, 13 to 24 from the field, five of eight from deep. And honestly, you know, when Pascal starts to get that jumper falling for him, like he's just kind of unstoppable. Um, you know, I, I thought, honestly, the Cavaliers, A, they did the right thing by putting their best defender on him, Tristan Thompson. And I thought Tristan actually did a pretty good job defending Pascal in the sense that he really kept him out of the paint. Uh, the post-ups weren't really there. Tristan's just really strong. He's also a pretty smart player as well. Um, you know, the other decisions Tristan makes off, outside of basketball, I'm, I'm not totally sure about. 
But, and, you know, just strictly as a basketball player, uh, he does make a lot of smart decisions. But, yeah, and, you know, I thought he actually played pretty good one-on-one defense against Pascal. But, man, the game plan is to let Pascal shoot um, and see what happens. And, honestly, Pascal hit his couple, first couple of jumpers. And whenever he does that, it's almost always that he's going to come through with a 30-point night because he was just splashing jumpers. Uh, I mean, the five threes is big. This is, like, I think the sixth or seventh time he's done it this year. Uh, it's legitimately game-changing. If he can do half his scoring from the perimeter, he's going to kill you because he's no matter who you're putting inside the paint, he's still going to go inside there and score. And... Um, you know, I, I just love the aggression from Pascal tonight. There's one possession in the fourth quarter where, you know, the game, yeah, the bench honestly was not playing that well for the Raptors. And so uh, Nurse had to put in, you know, just Norman Pascal for just for like two minutes just to like see it out. And uh, Pascal got the ball in the post against Tristan Thompson, tried to post him up, didn't really work, and then went to like a one-legged Dirk Nowitzki-style fadeaway jumper and switched it from about 15 feet. And like that, that right there, if if Pascal can have that shot down consistently, and that's a very, very tough shot, incredibly tough shot. I'm not saying he should shoot that all the time. I'm not trying to see him become like a uh, inefficient sort of scorer or whatever. There are signs of Pascal's efficiency dropping this year. But that shot, if he can make that kind of shot with any consistency, nobody in the league's going to be able to guard him. Uh, and, and those are the areas where as a star player, okay, so you can do – you know, A, B, C, and D. But what you need to do to be at the very best is to have these counters to your moves. And if they're, if they're sitting so hard on your spin move, then you need to be able to fade away. Um, and you're going to have space there. And if you can hit that jumper consistently, like, man, I, I don't know what you do against Pascal. I don't even know what you do against today. Like, I'm praising Tristan Thompson for his defense. Then the man Pascal scored 33 points. Like, you know, he's just that good. He's just that good. You know, the, the other thing is I like to see Pascal get to line more. Um, you know, only two free throw attempts tonight after taking 24 shots. Uh, I don't know what it is with Pascal's game that doesn't really draw as many free throws. Um, he does, he does definitely use an assortment of, um, fakes and he, he posts up a lot and he goes up to the rim a lot. So you would think, you would think that he would get some, uh, foul calls his way. And I think honestly, once he gets a couple of foul calls, then I think his efficiency is going to rebound back to close to that 60% true shooting level because some of these missed shots are just going to be free throws um, instead. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, great game from Pascal in terms of the scoring. And the one thing with Pascal versus someone like Norm is that like Norm is finishing plays, whereas Pascal is creating a lot of his offense. Um, and so I think that's maybe the difference you see in their in, in their efficiencies in the last two games. Pascal's been around 50, whereas, you know, Norm's been like closer to 60, 65. Um, but, you know, I also think that there's ways for the Raptors to create more for Pascal. Like uh, today, for example, in the fourth quarter or in the third quarter, uh, in the stretch where Pascal got really hot, um, they, they ran him across a couple of screens. And it was nice to see. Like one play that had Pascal come off of down screen, I think Kevin Love was guarding him in transition. And, uh, you know, there was a bit of a miscommunication. Siakam popped free on the perimeter, and he splashed the jumper, uh, you know, just like a shooting guard would, honestly. Um, you know, coming off the pin down. Then, uh, you know, he did like a little curl out of the corner. Pretty much the same play where Pascal and, and I think maybe Mark Saul were stationed on uh, one side of the floor, and they sort of worked a two-man game there. But, you know, that works with like Norm or whoever, anyone else who can screen. And uh, Pascal curled, got the ball, uh, got a step on Tristan Thompson, and then drove inside 
uh, for a layup. It was actually an open layup. He just missed it. But still, that's a successful play. I, I Definitely that screen made life easier for him. And then there's just, you know, the usual triple handoffs that he, you know, Pascal will work with either Kyle or more likely Fred. And uh, that also helps, too, just because it creates a mismatch. Then Pascal gets a smaller guy guarding on him. And then he can kind of go to work, back down, and either kick it out to someone open or whatever. But, you know, I I think, honestly, you know, the Raptors can make life a little bit easier for Pascal. Because a lot of times they are just saying, like, hey, here's the ball in the post. Go to work. Or you're going to catch the ball on the perimeter and the defender is not standing up to you. And you're going to pull up for three and hit that jumper. Like, those those are fine. But I also think that, you know, there's other ways to help Pascal get open. I think creating mismatches helps a lot. Uh, you know, Kyle uh, as a screener definitely helps because then he can get a you know a guard switched onto him. Pascal playing on the pick and roll. Pascal playing apparently as a you know spot up shooter off a off a pin down like a, like a JJ Redick type. You know, the guy's incredibly skilled, and there's a lot of ways to use him. And, and the more his skill set uh, increases and expands, the more the Raptors can uh, diversify their offense and make it hard. For you know teams to stop them, uh, you know. So I, I love the way Pascal played tonight. I thought Kyle played a really good game in terms of his uh, uh, just his leadership. Uh, I mean, you look at it: eleven assists tonight against only one turnover. That's excellent, excellent, excellent production. Actually, honestly, you look at it today: Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, Norman Powell combined to give you seventy-nine points with twenty assists on just three total turnovers. Norm had zero turnovers in 36 minutes. Kyle had one, and Pascal had two turnovers in 36 minutes. Just incredible efficiency from your top three guys. Um, and, yeah, Kyle, I thought he did a really good job of playmaking, um, you know, really controlled the game, kind of the same way he did against Brooklyn. Uh, when he had his opportunity to score, he took them. Uh, you know, every time Kyle goes against a rookie, he kind of just, you know, honestly he just bullies them. It's just like, yo, I'm sorry, just got to school you, whether that's, you know, Colin Sexton or whatever. Kyle's actually gotten a pretty good whistle this year. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't know it based on the way Kyle uh, lobbies the officials, but Kyle's actually gotten a pretty good whistle this year, uh, especially at home. You know, he's getting the respect of the officials. When Kyle drives in there against a, a rookie, you know, like, uh, you know, Kevin Porter or, uh, you know, Darius Garland, like, he's going to get the call. And Kyle got a, call, got a lot of calls. But I also thought Kyle just did a really good job of, you know, setting up his teammates. Uh, you know, Kyle, for example, today, Found Serge Ibaka three times. Well, actually, maybe three or four. Because there was definitely three times in that, in, that, in that stint that they played together to start the second quarter where Kyle plays with the bench. And Kyle set up Serge for three pick-and-roll combinations, two pop jumpers, and also one where Serge rolled right to the rim for a layup. And then there was also a play, I guess, in the fourth quarter where Kyle uh, found Ibaka in the mid-range and he switched that one as well. But... Um, you know, Kyle just did a really good job of setting up his teammates, you know, uh, especially in the early in the first quarter there. Like, he was just getting by his man without any problem and then collapsing defense and finding the open guy over and over and over again. And I, and I love that kind of floor general mentality from Kyle. And, and, and you know, you know, since he's come back, you know, there's been moments where he's tried to force his shot or whatever. I like this balance a lot more. I like Kyle when he's taking a bit of – he's doing a bit of everything, right? You look at it tonight. He took 13 field goal attempts. Six of those were two-point shots. Seven of those were three-point shots. Got to the free throw line eight times and had 11 assists um, against only one turnover. Like, that's that's the kind of balance I like to see. I'm not expecting him to get 20-11 all the time. But, you know, a little bit of everything. And, and, you know, when you see the stat line today, like, you really do realize that Kyle has really, um, you know, was just able to outthink most of the Cavaliers and just, you know, drive inside here, kick it out here, you know. It kept everything running and smoothly and stuff like that, so... Uh, I, you know, 
the double digit assist for Kyle is, is is a nice number to see. Uh, and then you know, I don't know. I guess OG played well. He always plays well, really. Uh, really good defense. Uh, you, you know, twelve points, nine rebounds, and assists. Um, I just like the way they played, and and the Raptors as a whole. Um, you know, thirty-one assists in the last seven games. The Raptors have not recorded thirty assists. Um, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't since the Utah game, which was, it felt like a, a year ago. Um, when the, when the Raptors top 30, I think they had 36 that night today, they have 31 assists, um, against only seven turnovers. And man, that's, that's an efficient outing. And honestly, you just look at the offense across the board, 58% shooting from the field, 50% from three, didn't even get to the free throw line that much, but 31 assists against seven turnovers, um, just great numbers, great production. And, and you know, defensively, the Raptors also, you know, again, not, not as aggressive as they have been in previously. This Their defense tonight was a lot similar to their defense against the Nets. And, you know, you can see the give and take. You really do. Like, for example, because the Raptors played the defense the way they did, I thought that factored a lot into Sexton getting going and also, you know, to a larger, to a smaller degree, Darius Garland getting going. Um, Sexton is a classic guard that likes to get into the paint, whereas Garland is more of a shooter. Um, but nevertheless, you know, the Raptors dropping back and, and not, you know, defending aggressively on the perimeter with their big men, um, you know, it, it helps to secure defensive rebounds. Like the, the, the Cavaliers only got nine tonight, um, you know, okay. But also at the same time, you know, uh, there are, there are some issues. There are some issues, right? Like the amount of time Sexton was able to curl off a screen, get the middle of the floor, and then throw up a floater over Serge Ibaka, who defensively was really not there tonight. Um, uh, definitely a very porous performance from him. Uh, or Garland, you know, being able to pull up for three and finding some space there. Uh, you know, there are, there are, it's, a, it's, it's a sort of a trade-off. I mean, no defense is perfect, whatever, but... Uh, this is something to think about. Uh, just because you know people get you know when when the defense works, everyone's praising it. When it doesn't work, everyone's like, "Oh, that's that's a trash defense. What are you doing over there?" Realistically, there's a give and take. Uh, if you're aggressive and you're swarming the perimeter, sometimes you give up more threes and some more rebounds. And if you play more conservative, then you're giving up a ton of open shots that are in the mid range that are mostly not even contested. And if guys are able to collapse and get downhill, then all of a sudden it's a little bit difficult because it's two on one. Um, if your wing's trailing the play or whatever, and your big man's put in a tough spot. So, you know, there's uh, things to think about. But ultimately, defense is not something that's much of a concern in a game like this. I mean, you didn't even have to play that much defense against the Cavaliers. Like, they'll just end up shooting themselves in the foot half the time. So, in terms of your three stars tonight, number one star, I'm giving that to Norman Powell. 26 points, six rebounds, five assists, four steals, a block, 11 to 15 from the field, four or six from deep in 36 minutes. Incredible stuff. Apparently played so well that Nick might actually change his mind about the starting lineup, which, you know, again, I remain skeptical, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Norman's currently, you know, balling out of his mind right now, and um, it's great to see. It really is great to see. I mean, hey, is anyone complaining about Norm's contract anymore? Like, I don't know. It seems like if you can get a guy who can score efficiently for you, whether that's off the bench or with the starting lineup, and he could defend at a decent level, not a great level, but a decent level. He's definitely not a minus defender. Well, he's like an average defender, but an average defender with an efficient scoring skill set who can play off the ball. And instead of, you know, it's one thing to be efficient playing on the ball. But you need the ball, whereas if you can be efficient off the ball, it just you know creates more opportunities to to balance out the offense. But you're getting that for like eleven million dollars a year for the next like three years. It's not bad. It's not bad. 
Definitely not bad. Um, you know, so Norm gets the number one star. Second star, I'm giving that to Pascal. 33 points, four rebounds, four assists, 13 of 24 from the field, five of eight from three, two of two from the free throw line. Uh, a lot of great plays from tonight. Um, it definitely sunned Tristan Thompson a couple of times, which was nice to see. And then the third star, I'm giving that to Kalari. 20 points, four rebounds, 11 assists, six of 13 from the field, three of seven from deep, five of eight from the free throw line. Uh, in 37 minutes, you know, Helping Serge get back into a rhythm offensively, that, that's definitely nice. Keeping the bench afloat, again, Kyle doing all the dirty work and uh, also being pretty efficient with all of his own offense. So great, great effort from the Raptors' top three tonight. And then in terms of your Patrick Patterson award, I'm giving that to uh, Colin Sexton, 25 points in 31 minutes uh, on 10 of 16 shooting, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. I mean, look, he was, he was also minus 24 on the game. So uh, it's not like he – I think he gave a lot of it back on defense. Um, but, you know, it, it was kind of annoying watching him repeatedly get into the middle of the floor and score and uh, carve the Raptors apart that way. And then in terms of your Pat Patterson award, that's got to go to Kevin Love. Bro, this man hates his job so much. It's it's really admirable. And uh, hopefully somebody will trade for Kevin Love eventually. But, man, the Cavaliers have lost, like, what, two – so they've lost like 17 of the last 19 games or something like that. Uh, Love is miserable. He definitely doesn't like the coach who uh, Herbie Kuhn called him Jean Belin, which I thought was uh, kind of incredible. Um, but yeah, he you know Love definitely is is not a fan of Jean Belin, and um, you know he probably wants to get traded. There's always trade talks with Kevin Love, but he has 113 million dollars on his current deal that just kicked in this year, so. That's tough, man. It's tough. <laughs> Love only played 25 minutes, only on nine points. So, you know, far cry from the old Kevin Love. But, uh, yeah, I think what we can learn after a game like this is that uh, the East clearly still runs through Cleveland. And um, in that sense, you know, it's it's every team that plays Cleveland, they, they run through them with a win. So that does it for the podcast. Thanks to KFC for sponsoring the show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And thanks to people for watching on YouTube. And I'll be back when the Raptors play their next game. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination.
yahoofinance.com.